Well, welcome to the Values Driven Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mankin, and the purpose of this podcast is to help you make meaningful progress on things that matter. In today's episode, we're just going to take a deep breath and take inventory of where we are in our lives right now. In the midst of a busy holiday season, exiting 2017 and about to get ready to jump into 2018, it's really important to just look at the major areas of our lives and understand where are we, where have we been, and where are we going. So that's the goal of this episode today. Hope you enjoy it. Well, here we are. It is December 2017 is coming quickly to a close and 2018 is about to just rev up and just shoot us into January. And this month is such an opportunity for us to step back and really take inventory of where we are today, to take a deep breath, to look at the major parts of ourselves, the things we're involved in, and take our temperature. But this season, as many of you know and are probably experiencing right now, is busy. There's a lot of activities to be a part of. The year wrapping up brings with it a lot of parties. It brings with us with it a lot of family time. And there would be a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want to spend some intentional time reflecting on where you are today. But as we start to think towards our 2018 resolutions, towards setting ambitious goals, I don't think we can do that in a healthy way without really understanding where we are. Because when we think about where we're going, you can't really know how to get there until you understand where you're starting from. And so part of that process requires us to just look inward in some of the major areas of our life and think about the year before us and understand where we've been and where we are today. And so um, this is a little bit of a different type of uh, show than I've done so far in the past and that there's no guest. Um, But it's essentially just going to be a way for me to share a little bit about how I'm thinking about some of the major areas of my life. And really, it goes back to uh, as a kid growing up, my dad invited me frequently to think about my life in terms of the five F's. And those five five F's essentially were uh, faith, family, friends, finances, and fitness. And so when you think about the five F's, it just gives you an easy way to think about the buckets. Um, And there are other things that we care about in our lives, but when it boils down to some of the biggest things that, um, that we are involved with, faith is the number one priority for me. My family comes second, friends, finances, fitness, all of these cornerstones of what it means to be a healthy human being. And so uh, just walk with me for a few minutes as I go through each of these five F's. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this while you're running or while you're in your car, um, to maybe consider being at home or being just taking some notes and going back somewhere to a quiet place um, to reflect on some of these areas as we just take a break and think about how God is using us in these areas, is, is moving in us in these areas, and is maybe even convicting us 
in these areas. So the first, the first F, faith. Let me just ask you, where are you right now in your relationship with God? If you were to just answer that simple question, how close do you feel to God? How far do you feel away from God? And why is that? Why is that? If you are someone who's feeling really far away from God, let's think about this last year and the daily activities, the spiritual activities, the friendships you have around you, the relationships that are in your life that may be absent uh, and may be contributing to that sense of distance that you feel from God. And if you feel really close to God, why is that? What are the things that, that you're doing that are encouraging you to feel that way? And how do you continue to do that moving into next year? Um, how, how have you set up your life and your disciplines to create an environment where you feel really close to God? I know for me this last year, I set a goal to spend time in the Bible and in prayer five days a week. And I have a little checkbox in my Evernote that's just for each month where I've done that. And I got to January and I did it. And I got to February and I did it. And I got to March and I missed the mark. And I thought, wow, if I'm going to fail in March, then I might as well just drop this goal for the whole year. So what I did instead of just giving up is I actually revised my goal. And I said, instead of, uh, you know, doing this every month for the year, I'm going to now make it my goal to do it in at least 10 months in the year. So that it kind of gave me the opportunity to, to keep engaging towards an ideal of what I wanted the year to look like without just giving up being only two months in and, and missing the mark. And so since then, you know, I've been able to, to achieve that goal. Um, but when I think about my relationship with God, I can attribute the health that I feel in my relationship with God to this time in prayer and in the word. The second thing that I'm reflecting on this year is my second goal um, that I set in 2016 for 2017, which was to start a formal mentorship relationship. And if you have ever been mentored by someone, you know that that relationship can be the most transformative relationship in your life. A mentor of mine has completely changed the way that I think about this in terms of committing to someone and deciding to meet with them regularly and frequently um, to just simply invest in that other person. Uh, And so I've been fortunate this year to be able to invest in my brother and to have regular times over the phone where we're able to just talk about our lives. And when I think about the health of my, my spiritual walk with God, I am pointing to these two things that I decided on at the beginning of the year to spend time in the Bible and in prayer, even though I got a couple months in and missed the mark and uh, was able then to just pick myself back up and keep pursuing that goal, knowing that it's not about experiencing the shame of failure, but about the health of just walking with God consistently and picking yourself back up when you mess up. And then just that relationship with my brother, um, that was just huge for me this year. So as you're reflecting on your journey when it comes to your faith this year, think about that. What was, what was your daily time with God? How did that look? in 2017? And do you have someone in your life, not just investing in you, but have you intentionally decided to invest in someone else in a way that they know you're doing that and that you're setting up regular times to discuss topics of faith? The second F is family. And so 
when I think back on this year and I think about some of the things that I'm really grateful for in terms of why I feel like my marriage to my wife, Megan, is really healthy right now is because we have made it a, um, a real priority to go on date nights. And if you are married and have not decided with your spouse that that is a priority, you know that it can just not happen. I mean, with kids and with busyness and work and schedules, it can be so easy to just come home and just plop down on the couch and that be the daily routine without ever really removing yourself from your home and going to intentionally invest in your relationship. And so when I think about my relationship with Megan this year, I am pointing to the fact that we intentionally went on date nights. And that was beginning of the year decided that you know, I just wanted to average going on three date nights a month throughout the year. And that's something that we've been able to do. And we haven't just said that that only looks like going to restaurants. We've allowed ourselves sometimes to order food in and really set up uh, an environment in our home where we're intentionally in a relationship with each other and, co- and having a conversation of, of value and um, where we're able to really invest in one another. But that was really meaningful. Um, so if you're thinking about um, your last year and you're thinking about um, some of the ways that you maybe feel far from your spouse, um, I'd encourage you to um, not dwell in the shame of that right now, but just to take your temperature and say, here's how I feel right now. I feel like I'm not close to my spouse. And here are some of the reasons why that might be. And as you think towards the future, and as you start to get past that, taking that temperature and understanding where you are in your relationship with your spouse, um, consider the intentionality of date nights moving forward. And the second thing that I committed to in my family this year is contributing 12 emails to my son's email account and averaging about once a month. And so my son is two years old. So my wife and I had created an email address for him. And at the beginning of each month this year, have sent him uh, an email just simply saying something I really appreciated about him, some fun thing we experienced together in the month. Um, and just being able to have this uh, infrequent journal, I mean, once a month is not that often, but over the course of his life, when he gets this email address, when he turns 18 or whenever we decide to give him this email address, there's going to be these words of encouragement um, that I've been able to, to invest in him. And I would say the rhythm of that this year has led me to a place right now where I'm sitting, where I can say, I feel like I have, excuse me, a healthy relationship with my son. And I don't think that's because of the emails. (laughs) I don't think emails um, really draw you closer to someone per se. Um, But just that rhythm has helped me think about what I appreciate about my relationship with my son. And there's a a lot of other things that we do, a lot of other things we fail at, to be honest, uh, in our parenting. Um, But that specific ritual this year has been Um, really something I appreciated and am am grateful that that was something that we decided to do at the beginning of the year and that's come to fruition. So again, if you're thinking about, I wish I was closer to my kids, don't live in the shame of that, right? Just think about why, why that might be. And, uh, and let's, let's change something moving forward. Um, But if you are in a place where you're celebrating, like I am, just that sense of feeling close to your kids. It's also important to think about why that might be and to celebrate that and to say, man, I'm so glad that 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 was a discipline this year. I'm so glad that I can say that this is a healthy relationship for this and this reason. 
Um, so again, just take a step back, think about your family, think about the relationships in your family and how you feel about the people in your family. The next F is friends. And so when you think about your friendships and you think about the people that you interact with on a daily basis who are not in your immediate or extended family, what is the health of those relationships? Do you feel like you're in a a group of people that are supportive of you, that challenge you, that you can be completely honest about who you are with them? Do you feel like those are the types of people that would stand up for you? Um, is this, uh, is, is the reality of your friendship such that those friends uh, encourage you to grow in your faith? They encourage you to grow into a better version of yourself? Um, or are you surrounded by people who are constantly cutting each other down, using coarse joking to, um, to get a cheap and easy laugh uh, at someone else's expense? Do you feel like oh man, I'm in a place right now where I need to get new friends. Or do you feel like your friendships are really healthy? Um, and, and again, I have not done my friendships perfectly um, this year, but a couple of, two of the things that, that I committed to at the beginning of this year um, have really been helpful towards feeling like I have a really healthy group of people around me. And the first thing is that um, at the beginning of the year, Megan and I decided that we were going to take separate trips to a lake house with a group of guys for me and a group of, of women for her. Um, and that trip uh, that happened earlier this year was an amazing opportunity for us to get away from our city and to connect just with the the guys or women in our lives. And we structured that time really intentionally. I mean, we had a lot of fun during that weekend and it was just a blast, but we also I'm really focused in on, you know, what is the mountaintop and the valley in your life right now? It's a simple question. But when you start to talk about that, you start to really get into what are the victories that people are celebrating and what are the the real struggles that people are going through? And just that one weekend away helped so much in, in creating a, a deeper connection in the group of guys that are in my life. And so, um, you know, I'd encourage you to consider consider where that was in your life. Where were those opportunities? Where are those opportunities right now for deeper connection with the friends that you have? And do you have an environment with those friends and a situation with those friends that um, that encourages growth? And the second thing that I committed to is writing at least 24 encouraging notes this year. So I averaged two a month in the midst of, of, of completing this goal of just sending a handwritten note to someone in my life that was only sent just to say, I care about you. I see you. Here's something that is really imp- impressive to me about who you are and what God's doing in you. And that, similar to the emails that I sent Rivers this year, really helped me cultivate a spirit of gratitude for what God is doing in other people and not just what he's doing in me, but to also encourage people through the, the act of a handwritten note and say, this is something that I'm seeing in you, keep doing that. And that practice continually has grown my perspective on friendship to be about mutual value. That when, if, if, if we, we think about our friendships as things that give to us, but we never think about how we're giving to them, then we create 
a community and a culture of consumption um, rather than creative uh, expression, rather than generosity, rather than um, deep care for one another. Really, it creates an environment that is not in line with biblical living. If we just see the people around us as people adding value to our lives, um, and just that simple act of writing a couple notes a month of just saying, here's what I see in you, keep going, um, has been huge in creating healthy relationships for me this year. And again, this is not something where I'm not trying to come across as you know bragging about these areas of my life, um, but when I take a deep breath and I think about where these things are right now, I feel like they're, they're healthy. Um, and I think that some of the decisions that have been made earlier to, to initiate small disciplines, little things to help shift some of the, the, the larger perspectives about the roles of each of these areas in my life has been really important. And so, um, and maybe you're not like that. Maybe your friendships are in a really tough place right now. Maybe you feel really lonely. Um, but I'd encourage you to embrace that feeling right now and explore why that might be. And that exploration will help you as you think towards moving away from where you are into a place of deeper and better health. The next thing is, is finances. So think about your finances this year. Think about um, where you are financially. Think about if you're in a really healthy place, you're giving uh, generously, you are saving, you are spending wisely. Um, that, that may be your reality right now. Uh, you may also feel um, like you're under a, a ton of bricks, like there's a weight on your chest uh, financially where you're in a lot of debt or you're struggling to to save or you're spending um, unwisely and you know that. Um, whatever that may be, whatever your, your reality is right now, I just encourage you to think about it. Think about it, pray about it, uh, step back and ask why. Why do I feel this way? Why am I acting this way? Um, and when I reflect back on my year, you know, one of the goals Megan and I had at the beginning of this year is to live on one income. We wanted to make it to where she, if she wanted to, um, to stay home with our son could do that. And it's been in- interesting. We have not achieved that goal this year and it's been okay though, because as we've gone through the year, we have discovered more and more that what she does, she's a high school teacher that she really loves teaching, that that's actually something she's gifted at doing and really enjoys doing and, uh, and just loves teaching. And so uh, we, we haven't checked that box on that goal this year. And uh, it's created an environment where it's better, actually, because we got, we got into the year and realized, hey, this is something she loves doing and wants to keep, keep doing. And so we don't even need to live comfortably on one income at this point in our lives, because it's something that we don't really even want to do right now. So that's, that's a reality for us right now. Um, with that, that goal is that we did not achieve that goal and that's okay. The second goal that we had financially is to give away more than 10% of our income this year. And, um, and, and that has been one of the biggest blessings in our lives financially is just being able to give generously, even in months where it feels like that's the last thing we should do. Um, logically it's been, been something that we've really felt a lot of freedom and excitement. And, and honestly, it's been the most fun way we've spent our money. And so, um, we've done that. We've, we've allocated 10% of our income, 
Uh, and then we also have 3% of our income on top of that, that we use as a benevolence fund, which we essentially use to have people over for dinner. We have just people who go on trips that need support. We give to that. We give, you know, that's just sort of the fund that gives us the freedom to, to give to needs as they arise. Um, but we weren't perfectly wise with our money this year. If I think about just some of the decisions that we've made, um, you know, we're not probably where we need to be in terms of our emergency fund. Um, there's some different realities about, um, just the types of decisions that, that we've made with our house this year. And some of those things that it's not about living into regret or it's not even about, um, feeling shame about those things, but just understanding like, here's where I, here's where we are today. Here's what got us here today. Um, and if we ultimately are wanting to honor God with our financial resources, this is the type of thing that we need to do is reflect and pray towards how we can, um, think about where we are right now to, to then lead us into, um, greater obedience and health in the future. So lastly, uh, fitness, how do you feel physically right now where you're sitting, where you're standing, Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just ask yourself right now, just how am I doing in my fitness? How do I feel physically? And you may be in the best shape of your life, or you may have sat on a couch for the last six months uh, eating potato chips, and either is is okay. It's important that we just face our reality, especially as we're going in, like I said, to a goal-setting season to just know where are we right now. One thing that I set out to do this year is run a half marathon, and that's not going to happen this year. Um, you know, I, I realized that uh, my days are busy, and to train for a half marathon, uh, it just takes a lot of time. And uh, and I just, I, candidly, it's not going to happen this year, and that's okay. Um, I'm okay with that um, because I think one thing that I just did decided to do instead was to really focus on the longevity of fitness and really focus on how can I incorporate fitness into my daily life in a way that doesn't require training for something big, but would exist in perpetuity if those big races didn't happen. So I've really been focusing on running three miles a day ish, running 30 minutes a day in the mornings. uh, And that happens four to six times a week. Um, So in a lot of ways, I feel like that's been a good thing that I didn't reach my goal of, of running a half marathon this year because I learned in a better way, the discipline of working out on a regular basis without a particular race or end goal in mind, knowing that this is a lifestyle decision, that it's not about for me, um, being the fastest person, but it's about being able to have a healthy mind, body, and soul. Uh, and so that's the reason why, um, I, I work out. Um, and so, so if you're feeling like, man, I'm just totally out of shape and uh, want to get in shape and want to know um, how to start a fitness routine, you know, I would encourage you to to not let yourself start thinking big goals yet. To go back to what we said at the beginning that this is a great time to reflect on the why of where you are today because I think when we take that temperature today, it helps us formulate where we need to go. The other thing that I, I have um, for my fitness uh, this year was to, to weigh less than a specific uh, weight goal. And I gave myself a generous weight goal this year. 
Um, and I, I think that generosity in my weight goal was really helpful um, because it's not about being really thin. It's not about um, losing a ton of weight. It's about um, knowing where a healthy weight is for me and, and using that sort of as a way to gauge whether or not I've, I'm participating in healthy activities that would lead me to that specific number. And I know that that weight is, is something that many people are really healthy and, and, and are overweight. And many people are doing all the right things and, and not seeing a lot of progress and weight loss. And so I, I don't, I don't think that the, the weight number is something to be hyper-focused on, but for me and in my personal life, um, being able to say, here's a ceiling of where I'll consider myself healthy or where I want to stay throughout the year by the end of the year, um, has been helpful for me to be able to say today that I feel healthy and I feel, um, in shape. And that's something that I'm really excited about. So the five F's, the five F's, the faith, family, friends, finances, and fitness. I would encourage you to think through those areas of your life, reflect back on what, what went really well this year in each of those areas, what you could have done differently, and, and ask yourself, how am I today in each of those areas? Um, because I think when you come to a realistic understanding of that, you will have a better path forward as you begin to think towards your goals for next year. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the podcast. I mean, you can subscribe to this show almost anywhere you get your podcasts. And I would actually love to hear what you think about this podcast. So if you have a moment, please do leave the show a review on iTunes. I would love to hear your feedback. And please also do join the email list at valuesdrivenproductivity.com slash subscribe. As a member of this tribe, you'll get four emails a month, which include each new podcast with all the show notes, each new post with practical steps you can take to make meaningful progress in your life, each new today's to do, which is just a simple productive action you can take in 10 minutes or less, and my monthly top 10, which is 10 things I'm loving in a month that will be a helpful resource to you on your journey. Well, that just about does it. Thank you for listening to this unique episode of the show. Until next time, make meaningful progress on things that matter.